0: We're apparently in a three-day series of stories on this podcast that feature very powerful and destructive tornadoes. Hi, I'm Chris May, host of This Day in Weather History. It's a podcast from the Weather Network in Canada. Yesterday was Moore, Oklahoma. Tomorrow is Joplin, Missouri. Both EF5 monsters. Today we go back to the year 1953 for the F4 that hit Sarnia, Ontario. This Day in Weather History. An official report said that the weather earlier in the afternoon before the storm swept through the area was hot and humid. It was just after the noon hour that things started to turn and it looked more and more like a storm was looming in those darkening skies. Remember that in 1953 we had not yet evolved to the sophisticated early weather warning tech that we all take for granted today. The rain had started light in the early evening but much heavier bands set in fast and downtown had a storm of walnut-sized hail unleashed upon them. On top of the heavy rain and large hail, the wind was strong and steady. It was then when an F4 rated tornado hit Sarnia at about quarter to 6 p.m. that night. The mayor at the time was Mr. Bill Nelson, but he was away, so Mr. Clayton Saylor, one of the council members and acting mayor, was thrust onto the scene. It was said that his first act, was to instruct staff to contact the military at Ipawash Beach. They needed help and they needed help now. The Royal Canadian Mounted Police were also brought in and what was called a riot act was issued at 11 p.m. that night. Most of us are not familiar with that term. That was actually an official order that was used to control the mobility of citizens. And for this case, it was implemented to forbid people from coming downtown to check out what happened. It was smart, and timely because the scene was scattered with potential hazards and dangers. There were more than 20 blocks of uprooted trees, mangled telephone poles, downed phone lines, high overhead electric cables were strewn everywhere like a dropped pot of spaghetti noodles, and several homes were now without roofs. For those inside the damaged zone, it was hard to put into words the devastation or its scope. There were early motor cars that had been parked on the street or behind some of the buildings before the storm. They were now either flattened or tossed into the river. Remember, this is 1953. So these cars were both large and made of steel. Remember that this day in weather history can be enjoyed a number of ways. Right now, you are listening to the full version of today's story on your favorite podcast provider. But there is also the daily podcast video short. They are shot right here in my podcast recording studio, so you get that perspective. And oftentimes, they will include visuals from that day's event, from when it happened, in weather history. So after listening to the full story, go check out the podcast video short on television or online anytime at theweathernetwork.com forward slash weather history. And just to dovetail from that, if I can, I'd like to remind you where you can catch this podcast. If you might be picking this up off our site or from within a story, you can look up or ask for this day in weather history. Wherever you normally listen to your favorite podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Alexa, and now every day on Yahoo.ca. For some perspective... As of that moment in 1953, there had been only a few more destructive storms of this type in all of North America during the period between 1900 and 1952. And although many of those storms had resulted in higher casualties, this particular storm is among the highest ranked for its extensive damage to property. The tornado first touched down near Smith's Creek, Michigan. It headed to the southern edge of Port Huron where it killed two people and injured 68 on the US side of the border. There alone, this tornado destroyer damaged 400 houses before it crossed the St. Clair River into Canada. And when it crossed, that was what locals downtown Sarnia were observing when the skies started to darken and noted that the storm was looming. Going back to the beginning where I described the timing of things, this is the moment when the rain picked up and the hail hit. You see, the thunderstorm that produced the tornado also rained golf-ball-sized hail on Sarnia. In all, in Canada, the tornado killed five people, injured 48, damaged around 150 homes in Sarnia, and that left about 500 people without a dwelling. What has come to be known as the Sarnia tornado raged through many populated areas for 2 hours, 39 minutes, It continued through rural areas before finally lifting in Stratford, Ontario, on this day in weather history. Tomorrow is May 22nd, and we will close out this trilogy of tornado terror with the EF5 that nearly erased Joplin, Missouri, from the map. Our team of storm hunters, Mark Robinson, Jacqueline Whittle, were there on what I believe was their first major joint venture for the Weather Network, and we will have the descriptions from that time tomorrow on this day in weather history with me, your host, Chris May.